People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity. Blog Talk Radio.
and you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I am your host. My name is Alexi Wasser. Boy Crazy Radio is a call-in advice show. For anyone and everyone out there, you guys, it's like Loveline, but not. Because instead, instead of Dr. Drew, you get me, Alexi Celine Wasser. I'm like the cool big sister you never even knew you wanted. And for all those guys out there, or lesbian young girls who are confused or whatever, let me possibly be like the cool big sister of your friends. You know, when you go visit their house, and then you go home, and, uh, and you touch your privates to the thought of me. Whatever you need me to be to get you through the night is what I'll be. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're already off track. You guys, Boy Crazy Radio should be considered your new home away from home, a safe haven for all of you, any of you. Are you guys out there sad? Are any of you lonely, perhaps gay? Are you straight? Are you bisexual? Whatever the fuck you are. Are you, are you newly single? Are you a cutter? Are you a shit talker? Are you a, are you a total high school nerd who just grips the straps of your dorky Jansport backpack that's covered in whiteout and passes for bad bands that you bought as Hot Topic but like City Walk? Are you, are you gripping those straps way too tight because you're so socially awkward and uncomfortable? Well, that is fine. We'll talk about it. You are welcome here. Are you sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom right now, right this instant, just binge eating and picking at your face? Are you looking for love, answers, guidance, direction, or just hoping to feel a little bit less alone? Are you experiencing a shame spiral because of that stupid, desperate thing that you did at that party last weekend? Yeah, join the club. Me too. We'll talk about it. Are all of your friends total fucking assholes who drop shit behind your back and then smile to your face? Oh, my God, we'll get used to it. It's called the real world. It never ends. It's horrible. You guys, you guys, is the guy or girl you like not responding to all your text messages, your Facebook pokes? Do people still poke? Because if you're still poking on Facebook, I say stop. I say cut it out because it means you're a loser. But that's neither here nor there also. Uh, is the guy or girl you like not responding to all your retweets and or all of your Instagram likes? Is your dad cheating on your mom? With you? Holy fucking shit. You need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face in the form of a of a podcast masquerading as a legitimate radio show? Oh. And this is your goddamn lucky day because that is exactly what Boy Crazy Radio is. So pick up your fucking smartphone and punch in these numbers. 646-378-0649 is the phone number. And tonight, you guys... Tonight, this might be the luckiest day of your entire life. So this is pretty exciting. Tonight, I have a very special guest. She's super cool. Her name is Annie Letterman. All right? Are you with me? Are you listening to this? Is this information landing uh, in your bonehead? You got this? Her name is Annie Letterman. She's, a, she's an amazing comedian. She's a cast member of MTV's Girl Code. Uh, I have a lot of respect for her. She's beautiful. She's sexy. She's talented. She's brave. And she's my sidekick guest. Uh, who will be answering all of your bullshit questions and holding your hand through all of your uh, turmoil tonight. Let me introduce her right now. Let me pass her in. Uh, yeah, what's up? Oh, Hello. My God. I, love, I love that you keep calling me brave. <laughs> Do I keep calling you brave? I love it. It's so funny. <laughs> now, Annie, first of all, thank you for being on the show. Are you regretting it already? Thank you for having okay? me. No, I love it. I loved your intro. I related to a lot of the things. Definitely okay. binge eating. Definitely I'm binge eating. Okay. You're not picking your face? No, not picking my face. Nothing's going on with my face lately, so it's okay. But I do I do have to shave my mustache in between lasering, and sometimes I cut it. 
shaved your mustache, got ready for the show. You have to shave. <laughs> yes, I shaved my nipples for the show. Um, here's the thing. I just want to tell everybody who's listening, we are not in the same room, okay? We're trying to riff. We're trying to be cool. We're trying to uh, banter and have it be effortless, but we're not in the same room, okay? Andy's at home because that's how I do all of my podcasts mm-hmm. slash radio shows, whatever you want to call them, and you're injured, right? Like, set the stage. Like, what's happening with you? My foot is propped up. It's in an ace bandage. Um, I have a sprain, hopefully. Um, worst case scenario, there's some hairline fracture in there that I'm not going to ever find out about because I don't have health insurance. I'm not even going to try. Oh, wait, so, your big show base, uh, uh, you're, on, you're on girl code. How do you not have health insurance? Um, I don't have any money. Oh, God. Well, don't tell my audience that. Okay, they need to aspire to be you. I mean, I'm so rich. Sorry, I'm really rich. And uh, no, you know, it's like you're here and there. You don't, everyone thinks you get on TV and, and you, you got everything. Like I um, I get a lot of people that will write me on Facebook from like middle school. And first of all, they always go like, I knew you always had it or whatever. And I was always the crying kid in the corner. Like no one thought I was going to do this. So they're lying. And then second, they'll like, they'll always be like, oh my God, you know, so proud. So I always write them back and I'm like, can I borrow money? This is not what you think it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you don't have health insurance. Um, all right. Your leg's propped up. I'll get it. You'll my get leg's propped up. up. Yeah. I hurt Keep my going. My boyfriend has a broken foot, so we're matching. Is he, is he next to you here? Okay, so Annie has a has a gorgeous boyfriend. Um is he next to you right now? Is he holding your hands through this? Or is no, he... he's wearing he's wearing headphones in the other room, and his mom is visiting, and she's in the bedroom. So I have the living oh my room to myself. <laughs> this is high brow tonight. This is really great. Okay, and how? Okay, and what are you wearing? So you shaved your mustache. Your legs propped up. Your hot boyfriend is in the the back uh, of the apartment with his mom potentially. Yeah. And uh, who are you wearing? I'm wearing a Nike tank top and spandex pants. <laughs> We're trying to get the guys all lubed up who have crushes on you. We gotta, we gotta get them, you know, excited about this. The bandage is pretty loopy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm wearing. Um, I mean, underneath is a thong. Here's the thing. I when I hurt my foot last night, this is what I was wearing. I hurt my foot very late night. I kicked an ottoman, and I think I really did damage. And so I've just been like kind of laying around all day, just praying that it's okay. And uh, oh, I know this isn't very. I feel like actually guys are into it. Every time I have an injury, guys are into it. So guys who you like to be injured. <laughs> I don't know. I feel have like, you ever broken uh, a bone? I've never broken a bone, but now I feel like I just jinxed myself. But I, I'm more interested in the fact that, like, that's an interesting theory. Like, guys like you, like, uh, not able to move and injured with, like, a foot up or something. Yeah, and like, stewing can't get all, away. Yeah. You can't get away and stewing in all your juices because you've not, you've not yet changed your outfit since yesterday when you kicked the ottoman. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up, but you did. I mean, I'm fine. I'm not, like, a disgusting person right now, but it's just, I'm not, it hasn't been my best day. Let's just say that. I've been rewatching Game of Thrones, foot up, playing Trivia Crack, learning more on Trivia Crack than I've ever learned in any of my education. Oh, my um, God. Game, I never played that game, but yesterday I went out with a, with a guy who loves board games, and I thought that was so funny how he, uh, I had a drink with a guy, and he was—he's lovely. And uh, and then afterwards, he was like, "Let me show you my my uh, collection of board games in my trunk." And I was like, "Oh my god, how did this happen? How did we get here?" 
Wait, that's I, I really weird. Was there like a dead body in there? There was no dead body in there, which, uh, yeah, well, I'll get there. But, uh, oh, my God, is this like dead air? Is everybody okay out there? Listen, here's what I want to do, though. I want to, Seth, I want to like dive into your life. We're going to get to phone calls. We're going to get to emails about like, you know, tweens and teens and 20-somethings who like, mm-hmm. want advice from, from you and me, which is like the blind leading the blind, even though, but you've had, you've had an interesting life. Like you are able to give advice. So I want to like, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to start here. So how, tell my audience, all four of them, how did, how did we meet? How did we come to be knowing each other? We met in New York City, um, both filming the third season of Girl Code. One of us still on it, the other one brutally cut. <laughs> brutally cut. Assassinated. Severed. Severed from the season. Severed. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe they did it. I'm shocked. I want to put it in my contract that I that you have to come back. We're twins. Yeah, we guys, come together. You heard your, we got to come back together. I never did. I never talk about like my acting or doing any kind of like show busy thing mm-hmm. on on this boy crazy radio thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. so I've never even talked about it. But yeah, I was hired to be on Girl Code, on MTV's Girl Code. I was very excited. I wanted to be on it. I was like telling my represent, representation. I was like. I got to be on the show. I do this podcast. I, mm-hmm. I it makes no it makes no sense for me not to be on the show. This is a this is right. I and you have to make this audition tape where you, they give you a bunch of questions and you answer the questions so they get a sense of like what your whatever comedic whatever blah 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 is your sensibility is and what your jokes are like whatever. I submit this thing. Um, and uh, I got it. They flew me to New York. How many episodes did we shoot for that season? It was like. Six I think it was like eighteen or something. Six? Oh my god. No. Okay, so well maybe maybe it was six. I like well it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I was brutally <laughs> assassinated. <laughs> um, you were, you were taken but, out. It was like messed up. It was it was totally fucked up. But uh and I just remember the funny thing was uh, you know, I'm doing the thing. I had actually met you before, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, oh I, I just Oh, remember. that's right. No, I forgot, I forgot. Um I now remember. Oh, that was fine. When we first oh met. god, we'll get. I was hilarious. We'll get, we'll get to that in two seconds. But I just remember, I remember like going to the makeup room after shooting my first or second uh, episode of Girl Code or whatever, and mm-hmm. uh, like uh, an assistant to a makeup artist was like, "Oh, thank God you are here. Like, you, <laughs> you have something to say. You are going to save a girl's life. Thank God MTV decided to put you up." Because I can tell you care about what you're telling these young girls, and I was the one really, really it's what I remember you telling me that that she said that to you, and the woman that said that to you was like an angel. She was like the mother of the set. I feel like so her saying that seemed like it was like it was it, it was on. Like I was like, oh okay, this is legit. But I remember being really nervous that I was going to get cut out too, and completely shocked that I wasn't. Um, I just go into things assuming I'm going to fail, which is probably not the way to go. Um, I think it's the way to go. I and then I was surprised and I was sure. What's that? I, said, <laughs> I think it's the way to go. It's it's working for you, but go on. I know. I can't walk. I'm wearing the same clothes I was wearing last night. Um, <laughs> haven't moved. Um, but, but I, when you weren't on the show, I just assumed that you got, like, another gig that you couldn't do it. I was sure of it. 
Boy Crazy Radio. That's that's the other game. <laughs> the game. Oh God. No, I'm doing. I'm, I'm up great. To, I'm up to cool stuff, you guys. You guys don't worry about it. I'm up to I'm up to really cool stuff. I'm uh, dating guys who play board games. Uh, and yeah, what's up with I'm that? Good. That's weird. The board um, game thing is strange. He was really nice. The funny like, thing is, is like, I really shouldn't. Oh yeah. So I just wonder, like, what type of, is it, like, children, is it, like, shoots and ladders, or is it, like, Candyland, or is it, like, like adult board games, like, uh, what's the apples to apples, and, I mean, I like playing like, the dirty old people board games with my family, it's very fun, because my family's filthy, but, like, um, is it, like, young kid games, like, life, or? And it wasn't even life, immediately I was, like, Candyland, Monopoly, life, but it was, like, these are, like, uh, more cerebral, uh, yeah. Smart guy, nerd, Dungeons and Dragons esque, but not really like games I've never okay. heard of. So it's like it's cool that they that he knows they exist. Whatever. He was my friend. We had a drink. Right. I don't know what it was, but uh, it was lovely. Yeah, like he, yeah, he has like a wizard hat somewhere in his closet. He's very he's sure. very handsome. I should be more vague about my dating life because now that I'm single, so I'm like newly single. If I'm dating more than one person, I should just make it really vague. That way, whatever guy listens to the show will think it's him. You know, I would be un. I would find it unacceptable if I was starting to date a guy and he listened to my show. I would be like, "No, you're too into me. You don't get me." Oh my me. god! <laughs> you know what's really funny that you say that because there are more things I want to ask you about about your actual life because this is going all, all over the place. I really do feel like if I ever graduate to being on a, on a podcast one or an earwolf or a, or a legitimate place where there's like a facility that I go to where I'm not running the entire operation, it's not so cult and street or whatever this is. Uh, the the banter will be it, yeah it's totally grassroots very grassroots over here um uh, I feel like the banter will be better because we'll be in the same room we'll be vibing mm-hmm. we can make eye contact but you know this is over the phone mm-hmm. everybody we're trying to be charming and funny over the phone it's it's tough right. on iPhones okay but um, also your eye contact is a little intense oh is it oh yeah your eyes are like half your face and. <laughs> True. It's like why it's like Emma Stone and the in Birdman. Where you're like, okay, oh, this is my God, I can't the star. <laughs> this is the star of the podcast now. It's funny to have like your face and do a podcast. You should do like a web series. You're so that's even more insulting. Not it's like, I don't know what's out here. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth a podcast or a web series, but I've done I've done I've done them all. I've done both. <laughs> you kind of have um, to have all of them. You do. You have to. You know what? I, and I fucking I work. You know, nowadays, 2015. If you've got something to say and you're trying to get yourself out there on your own terms, you got to have an Instagram, Twitter, your Facebook, your blah blah blah. And then today, I fucking run into Tumblr. some guy. Oh yeah, I don't worry. I have a Tumblr. Yes, a Tumblr. But then I ran into a guy today, and as if I didn't already know this, he starts telling me about the uh, the popularity of his Vine account, and I was like, fuck you! Uh, I can't do it. You know what I mean? Too much. Vine's too much. Vines too much. It's like, and honestly, it does actually cause problems in my relationship. And I'm only on Instagram. I really hate Facebook at this point. Instagram and Twitter are my main dudes. And um, my boyfriend is like, gets mad at me all the time. And I'm like, I'm always like, this is my job. Like, I, you can't put it down. Like, I don't think I tweet enough. You have to like, you can't put it down. You can't stop. It like really matters. I'm and she, well, here's the- that. Like, come on. Well, here are two things that I want to touch on too. Because when you said if I was dating a guy, if it's like if you were newly dating, you just said if I, if you were newly dating a guy and he listens mm-hmm. to your podcast, you'd think, oh, he's too into my stuff. But 
I was actually on the phone with like my best friend, my mom. My, I made an emergency call, emergency call to my therapist today because I met a guy, and he's super nice and he's lovely and he wants to get to know me as a human being and he doesn't know anything about my blog or my podcast or that whole side of my life mm-hmm. and it and it bothers me because I feel I have this weird feeling. Two things: I feel like he's like that means he doesn't know this big side of me, but like he doesn't get who mm-hmm. I am because I I completely identify with all that stuff, and it makes me feel like he's not interested. And then it also makes me feel like that if and when he ever does look at that stuff, he'll decide he doesn't like it and then leave or something, and then I'll I'll be I'll be into him, and then it'll you well, know by the time. Well, if that happens, he's the worst human alive. Okay. Well, my I'm thing about you is actually like. I, I feel that way. Like, if people, like, go away, they should go away. Do you know what I mean? I completely like, get out of here, loser. I totally get that, but I'm just, I, I'm like, and I was going to ask you if you've ever been in a situation where, because, you know, your comedy is, like, really, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's really risque because I'm not a fucking idiot. Like, I can, and it's just funny, but it's like, you know, you talk about, you know, sex stuff and you're dirty and you're shocking and you're, you know, but, like, it's all, it's great. It's smart. It's everything. But I can imagine if you met some fucking, uh, a certain kind of guy, if, you know, he could come to your show and go, whoa, like, I had no idea. Like, you're, you're too foul-mouthed. You're this or that. Like, have you ever dated a guy who either what didn't, wasn't interested in your stand-up and never really took an interest in it, or a guy who saw you do stand-up and then went, whoa, like, I'm not signing up for this? Well, I've probably already slept with them if they've come to my show, so they know. <laughs> but, uh <laughs> Uh, I don't like, I, I don't know, I, I, dating was, it's been weird, I've been in comedy six years, and I've, it's also when I quit, I quit drinking right when I started doing comedy, so it's like, dating has been very different for me in this life than the life before, where I was like, boozing and like, wasted all the time, and most of my comedy is about that time, so, I don't know, I don't like, I never, I'll never date or I've never, I never have, and it's never really been, like, an option for me to date someone that's in an audience. That's always weird to me. There's some, like, weird dynamic. There's, like, a power struggle that's, like, awkward for me, or, like, it's just, I. it's not attractive to me if, like, a guy comes up to me after a show. Yeah. Unless he hated my set. If he's, like, you suck, I'd be, like, I'm in love. Um, I know. But, <laughs> but my boyfriend now, um, run sound at one of the clubs so he like had seen my set before and everything and when I met him I just thought he was cute and I was just gonna sleep with him and he was gonna be like my my little young boy toy and then I just love him and he's like really sweet but he's like the only guy that I've really dated that's like actually nice and kind and believes in me and it's really not I mean it's going well but it's not it's not my natural inclination to date someone like that and that's and also it doesn't need oh well I'll get to that in a moment but have you ever but have but what do you think, like, if you dated a guy who had a great job, you didn't meet in the audience, uh, was really great to you and nice, but didn't really know about your stand-up or, or your comedy, but just liked you because you're funny. I mean, like, you are as funny as you are on stage, off stage, you know? So it's not like if I met you, I wouldn't be like, you do comedy? I would, I would know because you're hysterical. So if you met a guy and he had his own life and he was just interested in getting to know you kind of first and and didn't know what your act was and all this stuff, would that bother you or would you be fine with it? If he didn't know my act, I just think that I don't know if it would work because I just, I'm so obsessed with my job. Like, I feel like both of us have, like, these jobs. You and I both have these jobs that are, like, it's 
the social aspect, like everything's all like mixed up. So like our lives are like in our job because they're social jobs. So I don't really have like another, um, like I wouldn't know what to talk to them about if they didn't know comedy and weren't interested in comedy. Do you know what I mean? Like I just feel like it's it's like they just have to be involved. You don't want to date another comic, but you want to date someone who's like in comedy. Oh, and you want, or at least like. you want to date some. Oh, at least you want to date somebody who gets you or accepts you or like mm-hmm. you know knows that you're knows that you're about. Because it's weird, and I don't know if that's my problem. Because I, I was talking about this talking about this with my therapist today. Because I'm a fucking uh, you know monster or whatever. But I was like, stop bragging about your health insurance. I get it. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you guys, she's hilarious. You heard it here first. Did you hear that? That was amazing. Okay. Um. Yes, I do have health insurance. I'm sorry. Um. All right. So, holy fuck. Oh, so I'm, so I'm talking to my therapist, and, and I don't know that I identify so much with what I do, like with writing and, you know, like I hate the words blogging podcast, but whatever. I'm a fucking blogger podcasting monster. And so, like, I, but, and I identify with it so intensely that if somebody yeah. else doesn't get it, understand it, accept it, like it, like right from the get go, I feel like, well, they just don't get me, or they're not interested, or, or they don't really know the real me, or, or I don't know. So it's just an interesting thing I'm grappling with that I feel like stand-up comics, especially for women, like female comedians or, you know, because we're all, we're making stuff out of nothing. Like I'm not a stand-up. I, it's mm-hmm. terrifying to me. I've, I've done it. And that's why I keep saying you're brave because you, because <laughs> it's, it's terrifying. I mean, it's like the most terrifying thing. And I mean, and having this job, I just like look at you and I I think, yeah, it's just all-consuming, and it's like a, a lifestyle where you're making something out of nothing, and it requires so much strength and being so brave and being really creative that it's like, how can you not identify with 100% and, like, you need somebody to respect that? I don't know. I'm rambling, but... You yeah, well, you mean? have to go, like, completely all in. Like, it's not like... You can't, like... It's not like a hobby. Like, it's everything. So you just... Someone has to understand, like, the hours are crazy, you know, like... When I'm, like, in my hustle, I'm performing several times a night. You know, there's not, like, I didn't take a night off for five years, you know, ever, unless it was, like, for my family. But it's just, like, you know, it's, you just, it's, like, almost impossible. Also, being, like, a female comedian, you're, you're, what you're doing is so, like, out of gender character that it's, like, kind of emasculating to men. So it's hard to find, like, the right type of guy that, like, appreciates what you do and isn't threatened by it. But it's also, like, a challenge, too. Well, that's a good point because I think that's what that's why I get so frightened if that if that if somebody doesn't pay attention from the get go or like look at what I do, whether it's like videos I've made or mm-hmm. things I'm writing, I get nervous because I know it can be it is such a gender shift and it is like out of out of character for women to be so like ballsy and dirty and do all this stuff. So I feel like oh god. If I get involved with a guy, I want him to look at my what I'm up to sooner than later, so I can know if he can handle it. Mm-hmm. If he can't handle it, and a lot of guys can't handle it, then I'm fucked because I don't want to fall in love with somebody or get really attached to somebody and then get like have the rug pulled out from underneath me and go, you know, because I've I've been in relationships before where guys right. are like, guys are like, oh my god, you know, your behavior in that video, like I, you know, that's, that's oh, no good. I, I had a terrible. guy. I, I had a guy say to me, like, who was totally loving and great, and then he watched this video interview I did with Tyler, Tyler the creator, and he, my ex-boyfriend goes, you know, I watched that video interview you did, and no good guy would be okay with that. And I was like, you know oh. what? You know, I was like, you know what has to happen now? Like, 
we're we're done. Like, and I just broke up with him. And yeah. I mean, I already wanted to That's break ridiculous. up with him. Ridiculous. Yeah, and that happens. So well, I was like, like he, really does nervous. he know that we can like? Does he know we can show our ankles now too? I mean, there's like. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, exactly. are you serious? Say whatever I want. I can do and say whatever I want. And if you can't get on board with that, get out. I don't. I'm just. I have no. I dated like a real monster before, and I just never. I will just never do it again. I will never date someone that makes me feel bad ever again. But that's the thing. I I think I'm. I'm scarred for life. I think I'm scarred for life from a past boyfriend. So that's why I'm like being being newly single and like meeting new guys. I'm super terrified of like. It's fine. But then again, just don't. It's all good. You've already had your heart broken. Nothing is going to – you already know you can bounce back. So you shouldn't be, okay. like, afraid of it. That's true. I think I you're, like, you're going into things too cautiously. Who cares? You're you just right. have fun. And then if it works out – I always look at relationships that way. Like, you you can't do the thing where you, like, you know, like, you look at them on the first date and you're like, all right, we're married, we have kids, we're divorced, you're beating me, I've run away, I've cut my hair, I'm wearing all black, I'm hiding in a closet. Baseball bat after kids are with our parents. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't go like that far ahead. You have to like, you have to just be like, all right, today I'm having fun. I'm gonna like, it's like almost like literally like AA. You have to like do one day at a time until you are in that comfort zone where you're like, all right, I realize that we, you know, that you're equal and you both really love each other and support each other. But it's like, I just, I've had so many relationships where you're competing, you're fighting, you're trying to get someone to like you, you're trying to make it fit because you're like lonely. But I mean, being single is so fun. Have fun. Meet a billion people. I always, like, I feel like my life is so filled with friends when I'm single. And it's just, like, that weird, like, I don't know if it's fear of missing out or whatever, but you're just, like, kind of, like, texting through your phone. And it feels desperate. But, like, when you think about it, you get this variety of people in your life all day. And then when you're in a relationship, you have that comfort and that, like, support. But you don't have, like, as much color or whatever. I don't know. I, I mean, and, and obviously, it's you stay with it if it's worth it. And you don't if you don't. But it's, like... Being single is, like, great. I love it. I love breakups. I mean, it's great for your work if you're creative. A breakup will kickstart your shit. But it's, like, just, it's, like, if you're worried about what the guy's saying, I mean, you really can't. It's, like, if someone's going to judge you, and you said that about me, that I'm the same I am on stage. You're the same you are on your radio show than you are, that you are with guys. I mean, I saw you accost a man, and it was amazing. When? Who was on a Remember that guy who was on a date? (laughs) Yeah, and you're that's like, it's my I... boyfriend. Is that the board game guy? Well, we're out, we're we're out live. We're live on a podcast. <laughs> I like him. I made fun of him. I didn't even know him. He's very he's cute. Cool. I feel like I okay. There's an hour just having a girl talk, but it's so uh, people can listen. This is great. Um, yes. Well, yeah. There was this guy who okay, Annie performed at the improv the other day, and this guy walked up, and he's very tall, and he's young, and he's a comedian. And uh, I was going to say, I was going to be like vague about He's so young he, and cute. He's like, he, is he like looks like a, a beautiful. He, oh, my God. I told him, when I, here's what I said to him. I uh, Well, he walked up to the improv uh, where Annie was performing, and we were leaving. I, I was there to see Annie, and she was fucking amazing. And uh, we're, we're leaving, and this beautiful, nubile, dewy-skinned, tall, lanky rake walked <laughs> up. Walked up and and you know those emojis that that, that emojis uh, the the sparkly emojis. There's like a heart, a pink heart emoji with sparklies around it. We'll take the heart away and uh-huh. have the sparklies. And it's like the sparkly emojis are coming out of this boy, like this man boy's face out of his yeah. cheekbones. Yeah, he glows. And right, he, he glows. He, he he fucking glows. So he walks up, and I've seen him around and we know each other, but I've never really fully put my attention on him. And he and I go, oh, there's my boyfriend. 
And then I realized, like, it's like, screech! And I realized he's on a date. <laughs> he's on a date with like, another girl with bangs. <laughs> and that, like, yeah, he plays board games, but we'll talk about that off the air. Anyway, okay. It was so, so funny. I loved it. I loved it so much. Can I just mention one thing he did that I really liked that I that I think is, like, amazing when guys do it? It's like, you know, they have all this stuff, like, from the game or whatever that book guys read about how to hit on girls, and it's like, you know, you're supposed to, like, be mean and neg them. And, like, the antagonistic stuff does work to an ex- extent, and I, especially with the damaged ones like myself. But but mm-hmm. there's another, like, way to show confidence that really works, and he did it. There's a way guys sometimes chew gum at you. There's, like, a confident gum chewing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember him doing that? I, I remember seeing you seeing him do that and you were like I like, I was like that. you're chewing the gum <laughs> I was like I knew he was into you because I'm like he's chewing the gum he's chewing oh the gum God. at you the funny thing is I'm actually talking to you about two different guys there's the gum chewing board game guy and then there's the other guy who is amazing that uh that I'm terrified that doesn't know anything about my website or my whatever that I'm right. terrified won't, won't accept me so right now we're having like a public conversation about two nameless faceless guys that uh that I know, that I'm hanging out with. But anyway, right. but isn't it isn't it, isn't it yeah. fun? You have to realize like that there is a there is a benefit to the like not knowing if someone's gonna accept you. It's like fun and it's exciting and it's like why people sleep with strangers and like it's like just like waiting to see if they're gonna like call you back and stuff. It sucks and it's agonizing and everything, but the agony is like very entertaining. Uh, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. And it's exciting. It's, like, not the same as, like, when you're just, like, in a relationship. And I know you were in, like, a relationship for a while, and you just, it's, like, you kind of, like, fall in the same place. I'm not saying that I'm in that situation now, but I'm just saying, like, you know, there's, like, benefits to both sides. So what you're saying is you're completely over your boyfriend. You're you're in a rut. Is this what you're saying? Yeah, guys, please, come get me. No, I love it. I've just never, I've never, I'm I'm very, I'm very in love, and it's really weird. I don't know what it, I'm terrible for my comedy. But it's really nice. Listen. Yeah, you're not supposed to be comfortable. I used to live in, like, a really shitty apartment in Brooklyn on purpose. Like, hot boiling water spurted out of the heater, the radiator. I mean, Um, I was, like, I was in a flood at all times of boiling water. And I I loved it because I was never there. I don't know if I'm allowed to bring this up, but I I was going to jump into, like, I was going to get real real. Can we get real real? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is part of your story. This is, like, you know, this is, like, a zero to hero story. You know, this is, like, you know. Annie used to live in, in an apartment so shitty it was her car, right? Like, right? Oh, yeah, I lived in my car. Yeah, yeah. That was when I first moved here. It wasn't like, I wasn't, it wasn't like I had, like, a toiletry area and, like, I would, you know, I didn't have any pillows or anything, but it was like, you know, I was, I was, I came out here, yeah, I didn't have, like, a vanity mirror, but um, I came out here um, a couple years ago. And it was when I was doing Chelsea lately every – I was doing it about every three weeks. I'd become a regular on the round table. And so I was, like, flying out, and the amount I got paid was, like, the same as my flight. So it, I just broke even. So I was like, why don't I just move out to L.A.? I have this, like, traction. I have a little heat from the show. And um, and I was just going to come out for pilot season for a little bit. I still had my apartment in, in New York, so I was still paying rent to there. And so I came out here, and I was just crashing on couches and stuff. And then I ended up getting passed at the comedy store and started getting, like, pretty good spots around town. And I was like, oh, you know what? This place is great, and I want to stay here. And it's more television opportunities. So I was like, all right, I'm going to stay here. But then it was, like, five months in, and I'm, like, still paying my rent in Brooklyn because I was scared to, like, cut the cord. 
and so I was like staying at all my friends' houses, and it just got to that point where I was too humiliated to like look anyone in the eye and ask them to stay at their house anymore. So I mean, I had other options, but I would just crash. I would park near the houses of my friends because I knew their neighborhoods, but mm-hmm. far enough away that they would never like walk by and be like, "Are you crazy? Why are you sleeping here?" But it was weird. You do wake up. Like, the sun's, like, beating on you, and you wake up, and you're like, oh, I'm sleeping in a car. Like, you feel it immediately. Like, oh, my God. What have I done? Oh, but, my God. Um, but then so I met my like boyfriend, and I moved right in with him. So you <laughs> And he saved boyfriend. me. Oh, my God. It's amazing. The um, day we yeah. – first day we kissed was the last day we didn't live together. <laughs> Un-fucking-believable. No, but that's amazing, though. That's you jokes about you wearing the same outfit from yesterday when you hit an ottoman and, and hurt your, you know, possibly – I We'll get to the reasons why in I have a second, anger management just, problems. You think, well, you're not drinking. You're, you're doing enough. You're doing a lot of work on you. Something has to fucking come out of you sometime. But, oh, uh, any, I hate but when anyway, I feel crazy. Well, you're excited about saying Boy Crazy Radio. But listen, so, like, you're in <laughs> – yeah, you fucking lived in a car. Like, and I can't, like – this is incredible. I'm like, and, okay. And then you get – I mean, my God, like, that is, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Thank God we, I mean, too bad we didn't know each other back then. You could have stayed with me. Or thank God we didn't know each other back then. And we met. <laughs> yeah, we met. The um, way we met was really good, though. But it was fine. It was funny. I think, like, this is how I look at the living in the car. I'm like, living in a car is, like, kind of, like, part of the Hollywood story, I think. And you come out here, and you're, like, hustling, and you're trying to make stuff happen. You know, and I always say it's like it would be a, it'll be a, tra- a chapter in my book unless I have to move back into my car, and then there is no book. There will be no, no book. No. <laughs> I'm jealous. I That's feel like I should move into my I should move into my Prius and make sure my nudes leak. Yeah, I've got to like do something. Like you got to have nudes leaking somewhere, or nobody cares. About I'm that gonna leak my nudes from like five years ago. You're I have like saved so- up. I I have B-roll <laughs> of nudes to send out. Not my body now. But yeah, but, but but you should still date them like today's date. Oh, of course. No, I'll I'll somehow like Photoshop like a like a newspaper in it, current newspaper. I just can't. It's like I just. It's so funny. I am at that point. I feel like in my life where I like look back on my like body image issues I've always had, and I'm like, damn, I really. And I know I'm still doing it in my head, but like, yeah, I'm like I can't believe. Two years ago, I was like, I'm fat, and now I'm, like, heavier now, and I'm like, no, I wasn't no, fat then, I'm fat now, and then in two years, when I'm fat again, I'm going to be like, why two years, you know? Yeah, no, I do the exact Crazy. same thing, my mom and I, my mom and I talk about this, and the whole thing is, like, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, just don't wait, wait, don't waste your time, but Annie has the best butt in the world, like, and, and your nipples used to be pierced, too, right? Oh, yeah, my nipples pierced. I don't know. I watched your videos. I wasn't sure if that was true or not, but I was like, our nipples. No, it's here. true. When I was 14, I got my nipples pierced when I was 14 with my friend Hannah, who became my friend of me. Who became um, your friend of me? Yeah, real monster. Um, with a lot of my boyfriends. But, um, holy. yeah, I got my nipples pierced. And the woman, I was 14, we went to this place, South Street Tattoo, which would like pierce underage kids, which is so crazy. Like, it's so dumb. They would give you tattoos and stuff when you're under 18 and I feel like that's the one age limit thing that makes sense because you're like this is going to be embarrassing for you at some point when you have like uh, scars on your nipples your whole life um do you have scars I, do you have scars on your nipples yeah I have like little holes I could probably put I could probably put a thing through it again they don't go oh, away God. it just reminds me ah, that you're away trash don't, don't they fill up with pus yeah they have they get like white shit but I don't think it gets the white stuff anymore 
um, Tip your, your, boyfriend loves, your boyfriend loves you, accepts your, your pus filled or whatever, your, your no, encrusted, he, your, no. your whatever they are. Listen. Alexi, no, he is obsessed. With, it's like, it's like he would pluck, he plucks like a, I have a mole and a hair, he plucks it out of my face. Oh my he God. lends me a razor to shave my mustache. How, how, you should get, a, you should get your mustache waxed uh, or threaded. No, I'm getting at, lasered. Okay, get it lasered. That's that's a good point. You should get a laser. That's better. That's a better way to do it. But how long have you guys been together for? Um, like a year and a half. A year and a half. So I'm talking to Annie. Her and her 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 uh, her tall, stylish boyfriend or whatever. Who? Well, by the way, Annie says. Okay, so you said that you want that he wants to get into comedy. Is he actually going to start doing stand up? And how is that going to affect your relationship? Oh, I don't know. I actually don't know what he's actually going to do. He's, like, starting to, like, produce a show and stuff, and I don't really know. But that's right. his story. Well, I'm not going to – that's not my business. That's his story. That's not, that's not of our goddamn business. But can we put yeah. – you guys, a year, a year and a half together, and, and you and I are different in, well, I'm sure, many ways, but I, I, I totally actually identify with you in so many ways, and I feel like, oh, my God, she gets it. That's how I feel. I can't believe it. Um, But I don't agree with this. You guys, Annie told me, I don't know if this is, maybe we don't even have to talk about this. You, you guys, you guys are comfortable in your situation. Like, and, and you and your boyfriend are, are like at a certain comfort level that I, I never want to get to in a relationship. And will you tell me oh, what it is? Yeah. You, don't want to? you don't have to tell me. You can if you want. What was it about like shitting? And, oh, he left his shit in the toilet. <laughs> the oh, first time we. Oh. Do you go to the bathroom? The first time I stayed over his house, he left the float in the toilet accidentally. And he's like really OCD and clean. And he just fucked up. But I just thought it was funny because then I was like, oh, I'm never going to pretend to be a lady. <laughs> I think you guys, like, come on, we're all gross. We're so gross. It's like, uh, are we really doing girls any favor pretending we're not gross? I think we are. That's the life I live. I, I can't even, I couldn't even take, I went on a date the other day and the guy said bathroom and I covered his mouth and shrieked. I was like, don't even say bathroom. That's so funny. But uh, listen, I'm rambling. The whole point of tonight's show, I've got more stuff I want to ask you about. We talked about you living in your car. We almost talked about it. Can we talk about when we first met? Yeah, let's talk about, this is how Annie Letterman and I first, first met. Take it away. You tell the story. (laughs) We were, we were testing for a show at E, right? This is what the story we were testing for a show at E. And I never talk about this shit on my podcast ever because I just keep it like, oh, I shop at American Apparel and Urban Outfitters. I'm just one of you guys. I never talk about, like, showbiz or anything, you know? So this is good. No. Alexi's doing great. Um, but so we uh, – she's doing well. So we were testing for <laughs> – chemistry testing for a show. And so what, what – I mean, you guys probably don't know that chemistry testing is they just put a bunch of different people in different groups and, like, make them tell jokes about different topics and stuff, and they see if they, like, sound funny together. So obviously, me and Alexi were not put together, as you can tell from this podcast. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think we have great chemistry. <laughs> but you, are you? I always think of the time where you were like, you were like, oh hey, like, because there was another girl that was on Girl Code there, and you were like, oh, and it was before the season started, and you were like, hey, and you were doing Girl Code, so you were like, oh, you're doing Girl Code, and I was like, yeah, and then there was another girl there, and she goes. Oh, I love you on Girl Code, and we both had to pretend that we were already on it. <laughs> she said, "She said I love you on Girl Code to you." She's like, "I love you're so great on Girl Code," and I was like, "I haven't been on it yet." But she was intuitive. Thank you. 
intuitively she knew that you were going to be on Girl Code, and she had a weird vibe about me. She she just knew. She's like that girl. She's knew like who's this weirdo with the eyes? <laughs> Oh, God, well, that was I the worst day. I, it's What's depressing. That? Well, I, you know, it's like you you get these, like, these like breaks, and you, you're like, it's hard to not just be like, all right, this is going to be great. You know, like, I'm going to get, like, this huge following. I'm going to be able to go on tour. I'm going to do all these things. And then they fall through, and you're like, what? Well, it's here's so hard to not get, like, attached. Yeah. Well, here's the weird thing. Well, I, I want to know what happened with that. But before I get to that, from my experience from this bizarro testing, because Chelsea lately was going off the air, so E was scrambling mm-hmm. to, like, try to mm-hmm. produce produce all these TV shows to, like, fill mm-hmm. all the, the gaps and you know, whatever on their uh, whatever mm-hmm. lineup or whatever. So it's mm-hmm. me, and I'm not a stand-up comedian. I am way too sensitive. I tried stand-up a long time ago, but it makes me – I'm so – sensitive and like sensitive to other I'm going to say the word energy I'm going to I'm so sensitive to other people's energy that like to be in a room full of like snarky like comedians and you are not one of those because I totally like fell in love with you and you were just so great <laughs> I'm a you snarky and... piece of shit I'm a real cunt <laughs> but not to what'd you. you say I said I'm a real piece of shit cunt but not to you no 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 not you and Jesse Mae Peluso were like these like because it was like yeah, you just you guys have the nicest energy, and it was just like you weren't being catty and you weren't being weird and bizarre. But the rest of all these weirdos are in this room. I were like hate her guts. I'm just kidding. I, I love her. She's amazing. Oh god! <laughs> Isn't she incredible? She, she's so nice. She's so great. But we're all in this room together, and they're all these like weird, like gay, straight, black, white, Latino, like every different like type of person, like like reality star, stand up, uh, blogger, YouTuber, weirdo, like whatever. We're all in this room together. And everybody, for the most, the the room, the energy in the room was like this, like desperate, desperate, like you know, uh, just like uncomfortable energy, like, and mm-hmm. I could not take it, and, and I would just shut down. I, I, I just like, I, I came in there all excited about life, and then like slowly, I would like, as the hours progressed, I would like, I would just like turn inward yeah. and, and implode. And but I remember you were awesome. Jesse May was awesome. I, I uh, was not, I, you know, I got mixed and matched. It did not happen over there. I got, and uh, what happened with the show? You got chosen. Um, I actually shot. I shot a pilot with um, it was me, Jesse May Peluso, and Julian McCullough that didn't get picked up. And then Julian McCullough and I, they want us to do a show together, which we might do. So there's like a couple the, shows I'm working on with them. But and then you got a dump. You're gonna dump the boyfriend. And oh, Julian's married, right? Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm not. There's no sexual attraction there. I've known no, them forever. Like, they like we're like frenemies, so they think it's funny. Okay, we're <laughs> like, like everybody. Hilarious! You guys fight. I'm <laughs> like, ugh. Okay, I guess we're um, working together. But uh, no, but it's um, it's like he. I mean, he's great. I've known him forever, but I've never. We've never had a thing. But um, what was I gonna say about? Oh, the chemistry test things that are. What's so funny about it is that you just don't really know what it is, and people come in so nervous. And it's um, and I don't think the people that ever run them know what's going on either. They're just hoping something magic happens. Yeah, it's in the so audition process. Well, that's but remember that one guy in a suit? Oh, what'd you say? Remember that like old guy in a suit that was there, or the older yeah, guy? There's, he a, wasn't that old, there's but... a guy. I felt so bad. I don't mean to be so ageist, but fuck it, whatever. He was way too old. He was wearing a dorky suit. He was like old timey, yeah. and he was like he just did not belong there. And he was like axed. He was like Nick like five minutes into being there or whatever. And then like, whatever. It was a crazy group of people. It was like 
whose son was there? Magic Johnson's son was in there. Just oh, like, Magic Johnson's he, son was there, yeah. Magic Johnson's son was there, and he was like a, a beautiful diva in heels or whatever, drinking drinking wine uh-huh. on the lunch break. It was just too much. But anyways, remember the model? Much, remember the like the model who was like on drugs or something? Oh my God! There's a beautiful model, and then we had a lunch break, and I don't know if she did like a, you know, allegedly she did like a bump of coke or just some kind of fucking weird thing. And then I, I think it was a mountain coke. <laughs> I think it was a very large bump. <laughs> so a, a huge bump, uh, and her, yeah, and and she got weird, and then she got nicked, and it was just like such a weird, bizarre situation. And then when I ran into Shangela, yeah, <laughs> I love Shangela. What's her name? Shangela. DJ. Remember DJ? <laughs> no, Shangela is. DJ was the was the guy, the black gay guy with like he had like really beautiful hair and he is he was on RuPaul's drag race and his name was Shangela and he was fucking awesome. I loved oh, seeing him. He see yeah, he had a good spirit. Like everybody like I mm-hmm. enjoyed everybody who had a beautiful spirit and then I thought, you know, I'm gonna keep to myself, I'm not gonna reach out to these monsters and the second day I came back I was all guarded. I was ready to go, I had my jokes written, I was way more prepared. Mm-hmm. And uh and then you approached me and you're like because I was trying to take your approach. I felt like you were very, like, contained. Wait, I don't know. I can't remember. This is, uh, listen, we got to get the phone calls. I'm rambling again. The whole point of tonight's show is I wanted you guys to get a sense of who Annie is. You heard her story. She lived in a car, and now she doesn't live in a car. She's got a hot babe boyfriend who loves her. Fantastic. Recovering alcoholic. Uh, recovering alcoholic. She's living her life. Her dreams are coming true. She's, uh, she's hilarious. She's a writer. She's performing. She's tougher than most men I've ever met and more beautiful than kicked any girl I'll ever know. Which, I kicked an ottoman last night. I don't even want to know why. We'll get to that later, maybe. But first, we're going to get to the phone call because, yes, I know it's 49 minutes into the show, but we had to have a <laughs> chat. With, we had to have a chat with Annie. We had to know what the fuck is up with Annie. You should be following her on Instagram and Twitter at Annie Letterman. Right, guys? But it's spelled uh-huh. with a V. Um, L-E-D-E-R-M-A-N. Be the helps and people. Uh, make better choices for themselves and listen, and listen to their bullshit. Yes, do do as I say, not as I do. Exactly, it's the blind leading the blind over here. Okay, we're taking our first mm-hmm. call from God knows where, area code three three nine. I don't have a call screener. This could go horribly awry, but you're on the air with <laughs> Annie Letterman and me. What's going What's going on? Hey guys, um, so I have more of a life problem, I guess. Okay, um, let me just let me just cut okay. you off right there already. You've already done something wrong. Just kidding, I didn't tell you what to do. Okay. Here's what I need to know. For you and for everybody mm-hmm. calling in, I want you to give me your name, your age, and where you're calling from, and then launch into your bullshit. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> so my name's Stephanie. I'm 21, and I'm from Chicago. And I'm taking a gap year between my junior and my senior year of college. So I moved back mm-hmm. home, and I'm doing a part-time job at a grocery store at the floor department. Um, and it's been going well so far. It's like two weeks in, but the only problem I have is a lot of the men and the guys that work there, it's about 200 people total, including me. Um, they would just like say, make me feel really uncomfortable, say things like, Oh, Hey, pretty, how you doing? And like, um, they like stare at me and make comments about my body, like fully knowing that I can hear them. And I don't know what to do. And, like, call me pet names without, like, mm, it's just, like, all very uncomfortable. And I'm getting really nervous talking to you over this, like, radio show thing. So I'm, well, like, shaking you're, and shit. Um, you're fine. But, you're fine. You're good. Um, I just don't know how to, I guess, tell them that it's making me feel uncomfortable which without, like, seeming like a bitch or 
coming off as ungrateful because a lot of the people in that store, they're all very close and um, they're all very like touchy feely and they're very comfortable with each other. And I'm the only new hire that's not from the um, neighborhood. And I don't know. I just don't know where to go from here. Well, Anything I don't think you should worry about being a bitch. I mean, that's the thing that sucks about, like, the, you know, they have that whole cat calling video, and I used to live in New York, and, and that does happen all the time. And you're like, I'm just here to do my job. Or in my instance, I was like, I'm just, like, going to work. I'm just, like, commuting. And it is frustrating because you're, like, not doing anything for that attention. It's just, like, unwanted attention. You just have to set up boundaries. And, like, honestly, you can either ice them and just be really cold. I don't know if you're trying to be friends with everyone, too, or you want to be in the clique. But it's, like, you just set up the boundaries. It's, like, it's not – you don't have to worry about sounding like a bitch. If they think you're a bitch, fuck them. It's like not, they're being assholes too, you know. It's like, and they, but they don't probably realize that it's affecting you like that either, you know. So I think, oh, I don't know. It's hard. I worked in kitchens a lot too, so it's like when I was a waitress. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like a lot of it's part of the culture and stuff. But you, it's like either, I don't know. I don't. I just don't think you should ever worry about sounding like a bitch. Because well, that's like, like another thing is like. Hmm. Like yesterday, I was work. I work in the floor department, as he said. And then yesterday, the security guards come. One of the security guards come in, and he goes, "Hey, do you guys sell any petunias?" And I said, "No, they're um, out of season, but I could show you in the cooler. We have a lot more flowers, and it's a very small cooler." And then we go in, and he blocks the doorway, and he goes, "Well, to be honest, I don't want to buy any flowers. I just want to haul uh-huh. at you." Disgusting! Uh, yeah. What a fucking asshole! Ugh, that's so annoying. So what um, yeah, friends with, he's friends with my manager, and, like, the whole department is very, very close, so I don't, like, Stephanie, I don't know how to handle listen, this. With, yeah. I'm jumping in. Hold on, Stephanie. I don't give a fuck if the, the, the security guard who, like, tried to lock you in the petunia closet, like, is friends with the manager. And the manager's a guy, right? No, the manager's right? a lady. The manager's a lady, so here's what you do, like, this is something that, like, I'm sure Annie's been through. I'm just going to jump in right now. Like, mm-hmm. I've gone – it took mm-hmm. so long. Like, I was such a people pleaser for so long and so afraid to say no or, or, or make a guy, like, you know. I, I always had this fear of, like, oh, my God, everybody – he'll get mad at me. Oh, no. I don't want anybody to be mad at me. You know, you want, you want to be liked by everybody. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. This guy, like, he's either doing – he's probably doing this unconsciously or consciously. Either way, fucking sucks for you. So here's – yeah, you need to, like what Annie said, establish boundaries. And you're 21 years old. This Start doing it sooner than later because this is going to keep coming up mm-hmm. in your life. You know, like this This mm-hmm. is pervasive. It never ends. And, like, the sooner you learn how to, like, first of all, no, know it that you're – No, it does end, actually. It ends when we, we start getting wrinkles. And then we're like, what do we do with ourselves? You're so right. <laughs> you're you're so rapidly. right. We're like, it'll never end, and then we stop getting hit on and want to kill ourselves. <laughs> it's such a mind fuck to be a girl. Look, I watched The Bachelor. This. It's fucking crazy to be a woman. You're so, you're so right. I was actually, when Stephanie first called, and she, I was like, ooh, you know, I was like, you're so beautiful. God, like, I feel so sorry for you. But, um, yeah, well, right now, here's no, the deal. I totally, I here's totally the deal. get what, you, what you're saying, because I, I had this one friend who'd be like, oh, Steph, what do you do to have guys not hit on you? And I was like, do you, like, do you know you. what I would do to be? <laughs> I mean, okay, what's happening? But, let yeah, me, do you have me. any, like, do you have any, like, things that, like, I could say to set boundaries yes. other than, like, you yes. make me feel extremely uncomfortable right now? Like, <laughs> yes, hold on. Let me, let me do this. Um, okay, first of all, okay, mm-hmm. I'm all over the place now. Um, so your friends are, you and your friends are beautiful. This is exciting. This is great. So you need to find the happy medium <laughs> between, like, 
setting boundaries for yourself and uh, mm-hmm. being beautiful and getting hit on. This is where you need to find a happy medium between being beautiful and getting hit on and not getting raped. Okay. Somewhere in between mm-hmm. is where you need to fall. All right. So what you mm-hmm. do is you, I would actually, you could go up to the lady manager in person and say, here's what happened. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to get smart about it, you want to mm-hmm. send an email and CC somebody. I would say, get your manager's email address, CC mm-hmm. your mom, and then CC some random person and like, you know, so you can say, oh, that's my lawyer or do something weird. That's what I would do. That's a little bit too intense for, for a 21-year-old yeah. in Chicago to be like, I CC'd my lawyer. <laughs> but just to say, just say, uh, just say, uh, this guy did this thing. I feel really uncomfortable. I'm, I, you know, I'm going to tell my my parents, and I'm going to, you know, report it. And like, you know, I was I was scared for my life. And and don't go off into a fucking cupboard with some creepy dude looking for petunias. Like, don't put yourself here's in that the situation. Thing, here's the thing: you always, even when guys are being creepy, I do this too. I put I put myself in so many dangerous situations because even when you get that hint that a guy's being creepy, you're uh-huh. like, you don't want it to be true, so you like go through with it. To like yeah. prove it wrong, and then you're like, Fuck. yeah. When it does happen, you're like, why did I do that? You know, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's because mm-hmm. you're trusting someone, and that's not bad. You know, it's just that you need to be like, I think honestly, you just have to be honest. It's so hard. I'm so bad in these situations. I always use humor to get out of them, but it's like, you know, just be like, wow, this is like creepy. I mean, if you could kind of joke it, like, wow, this is creepy. Like, and also you can just say, I'm not gonna work. I'm not dating anyone I work with. Absolutely not. Yeah. I work here. This is my yeah. job. And, and I, I like... totally agree with that. Wait, I, I totally agree with that, and I want to say one other thing, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Answer this. Stephanie, when mm-hmm. when the guy yes. wanted to look – I'm just going to use the Petunia situation because that's always about right now. So when the guy mm-hmm. when, when the guy was like, you know, do you have any Petunias, did any part mm-hmm. of your body, did any little voice mm-hmm. inside of you or some kind of like – any kind of feeling come over you that maybe – that that – where you felt intuitively this maybe was sketchy before um, you went to the room? Not really, because usually, like, I see a customer and I just really want to help them find what they're looking mm-hmm. for. Well, that's mm-hmm. a lot. And, yeah, but, like, the only thing is, like, I feel like the men that work at this store, they only back off if I say I have a boyfriend but I don't, and yeah. I'm not going to, like, feed into the hands of the patriarchy. Yeah. I know, it sucks. I hate that, too. I hate when you have to, like, feel like you have to lie or something. You know, I got hit on by, like, um, someone in this business. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I thought that I was, like, connecting with this person on, like, a work level. Like, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, like, killing it. I'm going to get a TV show. Like, I felt really like it was someone really high up. And mm-hmm. um, I met with him, like, outside of like work like thinking that we were going to talk about work you know because I was like oh we'll just be social be cool we can be friends and he can you know he can like give me advice on this he's like super high stakes and we met up and he tried and he was married and he tried to kiss me and I remember just being like oh my I was just flooded with a feeling of like all this has been bullshit I've worked too hard for this and that's what I just said I said look man I have worked too hard for this like Mm -hmm. this is put up an x with my hands Mm-hmm. in front of him like I've never done yeah. this before I just put up an X and I was like what I and I just listed the reasons why I wasn't interested you know mm-hmm. and, that's, and it didn't it didn't end up damaging anything like too bad but it was just like it was it was really I felt betrayed and I, I think that like that's kind of similar to what you did because it's like you're just trying to help this person and then all of a sudden it's like you're put in this position where you're like 
now you're a sexual object when you weren't before. You know, you were just yeah. being an employee. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. That's so crazy you say that too, because I, I'm. This is insane. I was thinking about this because I years ago, I in another in a business situation, I sold. It sounds like so similar to what you're talking about. I sold a show. It's probably the same person, to, honestly. I've been to these. I, you know, the the sick thing is, it's not the same person because these there are people. Guys are like this all over the place. I sold a show. After I pitched the show, uh, they hadn't bought it yet. Because I, I mean, mm-hmm. I never talk about this stuff, but we, you and I are talking about it tonight on the show. But so, uh, to the people listening, if they're like teenagers or you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? Sometimes, sorry guys, showbiz, Town. Sometimes, sometimes I will I will go to like TV networks and I will have a show that I think is a good idea that they, I think they should make and I'll and I'll pitch an idea for a television show. And a few times I have sold those ideas. So one time that happened a few years ago, and I left the meeting, and I had my whole team with me, my manager and a female producer and a female showrunner or whatever, more more uh, showbiz jargon that doesn't really matter. And here's what happened. Similar to what Annie just said, the guy who I pitched to, he emailed me later. He emailed me, and it's not his work email. It's his own Gmail. <laughs> and and yeah. then he goes, oh, the, he goes, oh, the work email is broken. Um, hey, do you want to meet for a drink? <laughs> and and we're around the same age, and I'm single, and he's single, and I think, fuck, why is he asking me to go? Now I feel like I have to go because I don't want to be rude. I want to sell my show, right. but I'm not trying. I'm not trying to affect them. Maybe it can just be yeah. about work. Maybe it doesn't have to. Maybe there can be a hope that it right. doesn't have to be sexual. So I go to the mm-hmm. drink, and I'm too embarrassed to tell anybody in my team because I don't want them to think like, oh, well, Lexi probably is right. going to fuck him. Or I just felt uncomfortable. And right. he was flirty, and it was all. And I didn't sleep with him, and we didn't kiss, but he was totally flirty, and I know he wanted to do that. And it was just this weird power struggle of, like, you know, there's – I hate being put in situations like that where you're like, I'm a human being. I have something to offer. Like, I just want to be right. treated like a human being and a person. But then all of a sudden it's like, well, it that's how you have to set boundaries for yourself. And you go, if right. I don't want to be in this – and you have to be unapologetic. And, and, there's that, and I feel like I don't want to be angry and be like a man-hater. I want to be kind and charming and upbeat, but then also lay out boundaries. So that's the, the line I'm trying to walk, which I think is like we should all learn, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. It's, hard. it's really hard, though. So, there's something like, I don't know where, where I, I don't want to say all women are like this because I don't like to make generalizations or all girls are like this, but like I know that for myself, I just had so much trouble saying no and so much like I literally would have not had sex with probably – 500 of the guys just kidding I was like, I was like <laughs> most of the guys I slept with because it's like it but so much of it was like and I think a lot of my drinking was around that like I was just like I'll just get wasted and get through this or whatever and I would just like put myself in these weird dangerous situations just to not say no to someone to reject them do you know what I mean yeah. and it's like it's totally. like you know you're in this like you're in this like flower closet with this guy also I have no clue what that looks like but and it's very cold and it's and then you're in your head, and you're like, well, I brought him in here, so it's not that he – is it my fault? Did I do, what did I do? Was I giving up the wrong signals and everything? And it's like, the moral of the story is it doesn't matter, and there's, you just need to be able to just say, like, no. Saying, like, oh, you hollered at me. That's flattering. I'm, I'm not interested. You know, and you don't oh, have yeah. to say you have a boyfriend. You can just say, like, listen, I'm, I'm at work. Like, I'm not – this isn't what I want, you know? I, I used to feel that way about, like, when I would get hit on when I was a bartender or a waitress. Like, how unfair mm-hmm. that is because they know where to find me, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Like, I can't get away from them. Um, but you just have to say, you just have to, like, learn to say no, and it sucks. And it's like, the, even the idea that you're afraid of sounding like a bitch, 
that's just, that's like a societal thing. That's not you. You know, you know you're not being a bitch. You know you're just, like, for us to even just say no to a man, we have to be, like, afraid we're being a bitch. It's crazy. Just to, like, yeah. speak the truth. That is so, crazy. I mean, and it, yeah. And even, like, it's so crazy. Even things like work where people call, like, women are promiscuous, women are, you know, women are bitches. It's like, those are just, those are exclusive to women. It's like, men are never called promiscuous. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. double standards. And so, yeah, so, and, and I, I want to, like, be more specific to your situation. I know we've been talking for a long time, but we're going off on a right. tangent about something that, like, exists in a, in a really big way. And, and, and it's important that girls, like, hear that we're all going through this kind of weird thing where we're people pleasers and we're afraid mm-hmm. to say no to men or come off a certain way and whatever. But for you, I would say, do you work alone always? Um, I not always usually like I have a male coworker, but okay. he's usually like off on break that like, that, and he like doesn't really do a okay. lot of work. So, so I'm usually so on here, one here's the thing. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm just going to say a few things. Number mm-hmm. one thing mm-hmm. you have to get over. Uh, don't be afraid to say no to a guy and you don't have mm-hmm. to be a fucking asshole. You don't have to be like, no, I have a boyfriend. You just be like, if you don't want to do something, don't do it. And uh, I know you want to be helpful to the guy, but here's what I think. Next time you're mm-hmm. by yourself and somebody asks you to go do something for them and a guy comes in and you're all alone, just go, oh, mm-hmm. I don't have the key or I don't know where that is or somebody else is going to come back in a second. They just went off on their break and I have to man the phone. Just stay up front. Don't put yourself in some weird, weird precarious situation with a stranger. Just, just cover your ass. Okay. And Mm-hmm. Pay attention. Pay attention to this little voice inside of you called your intu- intuition, where it's like, if you're really quiet with yourself and you always pay attention to it when you're in a situation, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like 99% of the time the little voice inside you uh, is right when it's like, don't do that, you're gonna get murdered. But you're like, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, so just like mm-hmm. listen to your intuition and like find oh, everyone's the nice. Yeah, exactly. They're not. So like, I'm like, <laughs> but also, yeah, I don't. But I hope that helps. But also, but also, it's yeah. like it's like think about like the worst case scenario, right? Like the worst thing you could do is like what? Like he gets you in that closet and then you scream rape, you know? Like what's the worst thing? Like you blow a whistle, you scream fire. Like I mean, like literally, like the craziest thing you could think of yourself doing, right? Like screaming, setting an alarm off or something. Like the worst case scenario, people turn on you at your work and they fire yeah. you, and then you get a new fucking job and you move on. You know what I mean? It's like. There's no that's scenario that's so bad that mm-hmm. you won't bounce. You know, like there's just nothing except being in an un- feeling unsafe in a situation. You know, like really, I mean, you can stand up for yourself, and if that 200 people think you're a bitch, get mm-hmm. another job. You know, like like yeah. move to another grocery store or something. You know, um, yeah. And they probably have to give you a reference because <laughs> you'd be like, I will claim sexual. You know, what I mean? sexual like, assault. So <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm just thinking. Yeah. That, I, I, oh, I just saw this movie called Diary of a Teenage Girl, and it. Have you heard of this movie? No, I haven't. Who's in it? Um, what's that? I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm muting you for a moment. Um, our, our guest. But I saw this movie called Diary of a Teenage Girl, and it went to Sundance, and it's about like this teenage girl, like kind of she has sex with her mother's boyfriend, and like, but it doesn't seem mm-hmm. gross or like molestation because she's like 15 and a woman, and she's into it, and she's kind of finding her sexuality and all this stuff. But then. Mm-hmm. That she's in San Francisco, it's in the 70s, and she's doing drugs, and, and she puts herself in all these precarious situations, and it totally, I'm sure you can relate to this, I, I just feel like every girl can relate to this, because I know I could when I was watching it. it, it made me just think, oh my god, I feel like as a young girl, when I was a teenager, I must have had like 
a guardian angel looking after me or something because mm-hmm. I was doing I was doing drugs. I was getting into cars with guys I didn't mm-hmm. know. I was like trusting men I oh, met yeah. at like shows, and I never. I I remember like being really really drunk, going to make out with a guy, and I remember his name to this day. I I was drunk enough to make out with a guy, and I thought, oh, I love making out. I love I love having sex and making out in general. Yeah. And so, and now I look back and I go, but why do, why have I always loved having so much sex? Why have I always loved making out so much? It's because that's rooted in whole other horrible stuff like daddy issues and weirdness, but whatever. Right. But I was at this party. I'm at this party, and uh, and I'm making out with a guy that I knew who was my friend or whatever. He was my friend, and I remember him trying to like have sex with me. And I was thankfully not like blackout drunk, but I was very drunk. But I just remember going, no, no, I don't, I don't want to. And him, he kept trying, and then I just went, no, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, he got off me. But like. Right. Thank thank fucking God he did. And I and like I've gotten blackout drunk and I've vomited at stranger strange guys' houses. Like you know what I mean? So it's like and I'm sure you and every all the every girl listening right Uh now can relate to that and it's fucking terrifying, like the situations we get into, you know. It it's like blue ball culture too. Like like do you remember guys calling blue balls? Like it's and I just remember falling for it. Like guys would be like, Oh, you can't stop now, like you got me all horny, like, I'm going to get blue balls, like, and now, and I remember some guy in my 20s tried to say that to me, like, when I was 25, right before I quit drinking, and I remember being, like, laughing in his face and being, like, I don't give a fuck if blue balls are real, if you're lying, anything, go jerk off in a bathroom, go jerk off at a bus stop, get the fuck out of my house, like, are you kidding me? Like, any guy that persists after saying no, it's just, like, ugh, it's so gross, it's so rapey, like, if you talk me into it, it's still... I don't want to do it, so what, you know, what are you thinking? But, Alexi, I got into so much trouble when I was little, and I can't believe, I never, like, went to prison. I never, like, I, I was never shot at. Like, I can't believe that I'm alive. But I remember I remember find, meeting a guy at a mall. Uh, this is when pagers were in, and, like, you know, he would page me while I was, I would go on movie phone so that I, so it would, when he paged me, or when I paged him and he called back, it would go to call waiting instead of, like, waking my family up, and I would, like, sneak out and go out with him, and me and my friend would, like, lie and say we were 16 when we were 14. We would, like, jump out of windows and stuff. They would drive us into the city. We'd go, like, I remember going into a house. We went through the window, and we were, like, at the pool and, like, smoking blunts and drinking 40s, and then coming back out and being, like, why are we, why do we go through the window? And they're, like, oh, none of us live here. I'm, like, 14, like, breaking into houses. And then they ended up, they were picking me up one night and they got arrested. And all of the guys, it turns out they had all had records for different things. And mine was wanted for homicide. Like, I was just like, this is my new boyfriend. Oh, like my 14. And I just, so many things like that where I'm like, how am I alive? Like, thank God I quit drinking. Thank God I got my shit together because I was still getting into so much trouble when I was drinking and living in New Mexico. Definitely like waking up and being like, did that dude, like, have sex with me when I was in a complete blackout? And, like, my, I remember my roommate once coming out and being like, I saw you, like, not wanting to do it, like, falling off the couch and stuff. Like, shit that's, like, really borderline, I mean, rape, really, you know? And it's just, like, putting myself in a situation that I just had to completely get sober so I could have that control over my life and I wasn't putting myself in the situations anymore. Thanks, it's just too God. dangerous. Oh, my God. Oh my God. I, I hope, like, I hope every girl in the world right now is listening to this because it's just so important because it's so ter- I mean I I still drink and I and I I've had nights 
I feel like I don't drink that often, and something mm-hmm. bad doesn't happen every and something bad doesn't happen every single time I drink. Mm-hmm. But it's only when I drink that something terrible happens. Like like uh, the most terrible shit in my life has happened when I'm drinking. You know, like and even if that's like it's uh, hard. It heightens time, everything. It heightens like and I. And I remember, like, even as an adult, and this is even worse, I thought I knew better, but, like, I, I've, I've gone out into the world and I've, you know, gone to a fun party and I think I, I mean, maybe they're famous people are going to be there and, or I don't, and I want to, I don't feel enough. I don't feel good enough. I feel insecure. Mm-hmm. And I don't eat enough during the day because I want my stomach to be flat for the dress I'm going to wear to the thing. And then I end up drinking too much, you know, because I'm a woman. And women, we, we process alcohol differently. That's what I'm just, now I'm talking about mm-hmm. logistics of it. But, like, you know, our blood doesn't, Whatever we don't we don't process alcohol the same uh, the same way men do. We're, we're more, way more sensitive. We just are. And I remember mm-hmm. just like as an as an adult, twice in my life, like probably like mid twenties or something, like blacking out. And I and uh, and it was my own doing. Luckily, nothing bad happened to me. I maybe I threw up or mm-hmm. was just embarrassed. But I think the the most shame the reason I felt so much shame was because I felt like oh my god. I'm supposed to be taking care of myself. Like I'm in charge of my life or I could be, and I'm the one who put myself in the situation. I put the alcohol into my system. I, I did this to myself and like, nobody's going to look after me but me. And if I'm not looking after myself, like I just felt so shameful for that because, and luckily nothing horrible happened, but mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm just, it's just like terrifying. I'm just, yes. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I used to drink too blackout. That was like my plan. And I like really like, realized because I mean it was just years of me just getting like blackout drunk and I would always like wake up in like these crazy situations like I remember waking up in like a gold lame bikini and it was like snowing it was January in New York and I was like in this like strange apartment I'd never been in I like didn't know where my pants were and I had like a black eye like there was always like this like crazy like list of things I'm like ooh, let's piece together this puzzle what happened and I would always treat it like it was really fun but I hated myself, you know, it was like all me just trying to get a break for myself, like just to like not be, have to be with myself and deal with shit. And then it sucked when I quit drinking because I had to like deal with all of it at once. And I still have my issues. I keep the fucking ottoman last night. You know, it's like, oh, what, yeah. what happened there? Hurt, you know, I was mad at myself. I had an audition and I was mad that I didn't, I was like, why did I spend all day? Like, why didn't, and, and it's like, I spent all day, my boyfriend's injured, his mom came in and found it wasn't like I wasn't spending my day in an appropriate way, but I just got really mad at myself. Um, and I just, was like, I signed up for, like, a co- I was going to get, like, a acting coach I'd already signed up for, and it was, like, too much money, I didn't have enough money in my account for it, and I was just like, what am I doing, you know? Like, I was like, why didn't I take this seriously? And then I kicked, I meant to kick a pillow, and I kicked the bottom <laughs> behind it, but I kicked it so hard. And it was just, like, immediately, like, oh, my God, I'm so dumb that I just did that. I can't believe I did it. My boyfriend's just, like, sitting there watching me, like, ooh. Oh, you know? God, and then you actually, and you injured yourself. That's even more embarrassing because it's, like, you did it's that to so yourself. It's so humiliating. And then and you then have to pay for it. I know. I'm talking to my boyfriend. I'm, like, ugh, what am I going to tell people? Because I can't, I don't lie. You know, I never lie. And I really do believe that, like, you need to be honest about, like, your most humiliating things because it, helps other people realize that everyone's fucking crazy and does stupid shit but it's so embarrassing and I was like oh can I just like lie and say it was an accident or whatever it's like I was like in a rage you know I was so mad at myself here's what you need to do like it's hard to be like I always have to remind myself to be like proud of myself you know oh god yeah that's another thing that's hard to how to learn hard to learn but um on a side note as far as 
and uh, we're really talking about showbiz tonight in a major, major way here on Blake Race so Radio. But, but here's <laughs> it's fine. We got we're just being real. It's a, this is life. We're living our lives. Um, I use a thing. <laughs> oh God, this is real. Uh, this is, that's all happening now. Okay, I use a thing uh, called Line Reader. You should just download the app Line Reader. Yeah. It it, it helps well, you memorize I, your lines. And and right. you can you're smart enough to make your own choices. You re- rehearse it with somebody who's not your boyfriend, right. so you don't end up breaking up with your boyfriend. Cause that sounds like a nightmare. Rehearsing with a boyfriend, I I can never do it. Oh my and, god, he reads everything with me. Would you say? He does. He run. He reads every script with me. <laughs> oh well, he's a good guy. See, he's a good guy. So this is an amazing thing. You've gone from with one person in your life, which I can totally relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting fucked up, doing all these things, and shame spirals, and all this whatever. And now you're like this focused, amazing, ballsy, brave, funny, talented woman, and you're and you're in a relationship with a guy who treats you well and loves you, even though you fucking shit in front of him or whatever you guys do. I don't know what the fuck you do. <laughs> that is like a test. That's a testament to where you're at. Where it's like you know, like you you you. Uh, I don't know. I believe that you like uh, bring people into your life that like kind of reflect where you're at. And you're you're with this like mm-hmm. handsome, loving, nice guy who accepts you. He, he like accepts your comedy, which of course he should. It's not like oh god, oh thank you for accepting my comedy. But, I mean, like, he has you know, some issues with it. He's not oh, fully. Well, he he's not like fuck this him. is great. He never tells me not to do anything, but he's always like, ooh, I'm like, ugh, get over it. <laughs> you're doing a whore. Deal with it. But that's what I'm terrified of. You're not a whore, but that, that's that's what I'm terrified of. Like, I am the whole reason I'm well. <laughs> I'm terrified to get into a relationship because I don't want. I don't. The whole idea of like, oh God, here we go again. I've got to explain myself and then get and 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 worry about being accepted by somebody. Like, and right. you know what I mean. I've got to show myself to a new person, tell my story, let him see my life. I want. I just want to be accepted and love someone and have them love me and I want it to be easy but like I'm a very specific person as are you and it's like to open yourself up and like be seen by somebody and have them accept you it's like it's a big thing and I'm just like oh god do I have the energy for this this is terrifying what if I get rejected but you shouldn't be thinking but don't but don't even be thinking that far ahead like honestly like it's always an accident when I'm in a relationship I'm never trying to be in a relationship I'm always like career focused hanging out like I had one, I had a relationship, I dated a, um, a guy who was in comedy who was, he was obese, he was ugly, he was mean, he was mean to my family, he made me feel like shit, um, when I wouldn't have sex with him, he would throw shit across a room, which made me never want to have sex with him, he was just bossy and controlling and narcissistic and horrible, and I dated him for a year, over a year, or almost exactly a year. And every time I try to break up with him, which was my intuition, being like, get the fuck out of this. This is not your partner. This is not someone on your side. This sucks. This is miserable. He made your mom cry. I, he would start crying. Every time I would break up with him, he would start crying. And then I would go, oh, no, is it me? Oh, I'm mean. I'm closed off. It's my problem. Oh, I'm not having sex with him because I'm sexually weird. No, it's because he was mean to me. You know, it was because he was nasty and mean, and I wasn't attracted to him because he gave me nothing to be attracted to. And then so when I broke up with him, I was like, never again, never again. And I, I have true hate for him, and, it's, and I love it, and it fuels my days, and I, it's amazing. Uh, my boyfriend's always like, I think you hate your ex more than you love me. And I'm like, it might be true, but it's like totally okay. It's worth it. Because <laughs> hating him is my favorite. I hope he drowns in a river. But anyway, 
Um, the body's already bloated. But anyway, so, and not that I care about weight, but I mean, his personality was just the worst. But so then I just was like, all right, I'm going to focus on my career and that's all I'm going to do. And I would just like pick up like young dudes that worked in coffee shops and have like little flings with them for a little while. And then, you know, and then move on. And, uh, and it's fine. It's fine. And then I tried to do that with my boyfriend and it just like didn't work. I just loved him, you know, and I needed a place to stay and it just worked out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Amazing. No, he's so sweet. You know what I mean? It's just like a good guy, and it, it just—it feels good to have someone on my side. But it wasn't something that I was like trying to force. It just happened. And I think if you're like worrying about all this stuff, it's hard. I don't know. I just date young dudes, and just if it happens, I, it happens, and they happen at me because I'm like their mom. Oh God! It's, you know what I mean? I just think I just think so much. I think women think so much. Or I don't want to. I don't want to you know, gender stereotype or whatever the fuck it's called. But uh, I don't know. I guess I am thinking a lot because I just got out of something. So now I'm like, well, I could date a young guy. Here's this young, nubile guy. And then here's the guy who's a really good guy. I never date a good guy who's a good communicator who's, like, handsome. And, like, there's just so many different types. And I do like to think about all these things and how people interact with one another and what it all means and what I'm searching for and being, like, so I love – so, yeah, I, I think I need to meditate is probably what my point is. But here's – here's I'm going to take us on a new journey. <laughs> Here's the new journey I'm going to take us on. Uh, uh, when people call into Boy Crazy Radio, when you call into Boy Crazy Radio, I see your number on the screen. And when you, uh, and I write it down, and when you hang up uh, and think, you know, you're off scot-free and, and I'm never going to find you again, it's not true because over here at Boy Crazy Radio, it's like I've become your weird psycho ex-girlfriend who just can't let go. So a 562 number called in, and then you hung up. And uh, we're not having that over here. I'm calling you back. Oh, there he is. <laughs> oh, this goes straight to voicemail. <laughs> Hello? Uh-oh. It says call failed or is not answered. Hmm. Hello? I heard Are you there? there? No, I think it's just you and me. It's just you and me. Oh, that's so sad. What's area code? What's area code 828? 828? I have no clue. Um, I like how like broad your audience is. How they're all over the place. They're all over the place. They're just uh, why is you guys phone lines are open to flirt with Annie? I try to break her up uh, with her boyfriend. I just I try to like you know, <laughs> you know drive drive a wedge between her and her her uh, her supportive, handsome, uh, low key, calm, understanding boyfriend who accepts her. He also rollerblades, so good luck. You're yeah. never gonna be. Oh, that means that means you fit me as a tight butt. <laughs> What's happening? Hello? Hello? Did you call the Boy Crazy Hello? Radio and then hang up like we wouldn't find you? <laughs> no, I didn't hang up so you guys wouldn't find me. I just, I got tired of waiting. Oh, oh God, he sounds like you're a very fucking dude, huh? <laughs> uh, well... I, I just I had found it today and I didn't I, I kinda listened for a while and then I called the number on my Skype and then I called it on my phone, so I I mean, is it is it still going? Am I still allowed to ask a question or like Yeah, you're all you're all you sound like a hot black okay. man. Is is this true? <laughs> what what was your question? My reception you, 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 you sound like a hot Tall, handsome black man. Is this true or am I wrong? I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say tall, but and I'm also not black. I knew you were white. Are you, I could tell. Ah! 
I'm a I'm a eighteen I'm an eighteen year old five foot eleven white guy. Are you cool. Are you rolling with a bunch of sexy black dudes? Because why am I, why do I think you're eighteen <laughs> yeah. black? I'm I, I roll with them every every on the weekends. That's what I do. Okay. <laughs> tell, tell us everything. You're, you're on with you're on with Annie. She's very sexy. She's got a great butt. She's super funny and talented and successful. What do you want to know? We're here. Uh, I mean. I was just I was calling in because you guys said ask tell us your problems and so I was gonna just mm-hmm. you know talk about that. Yeah. Um. So so I, so there's this problem with this girl I used to date and I'm afraid it's gonna happen again and so you know I was on I was online looking at and went to the blog and I was like well, this is pretty cool and I guess I logged in at the right time when it was live and so. I was I was wondering, and I'm not sure. Is there like restrictions to what you talk about on here? Because I was, it, it's kind of a, you know, bad question to ask. Uh-oh, this is All right. Like so there, there was this like girl. Gonna... Okay, go on. Sorry. You good? You feel like I'm gonna what? Nothing. Tell us your problem. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So I, th- this girl I used to date, she was um, we we would do it, and I feel like she'd fake her orgasm. And I don't know how uh-huh. to tell whether a girl is faking. And so I've never been able to. And she was the only girl that ever had one with me. And it was like it came mm-hmm. too fast or it came really quick. It was really weird. And it was just like when we fir- the first times we did it, she never did it. And I felt like she was faking mm-hmm. along the lines like later on. And so I was just wondering, is there any way to tell? Can you... Is there is there a way to tell? I just I don't know. Well, I was, that was just a question that I was wondering because I, I don't want to get with another girl. Go ahead. First, I want to say I love that this is the thing you thought was going to be inappropriate, and then two, <laughs> you called it do it, and that's so cute. Um, I think I mean Alexa. I don't know how you feel, but I I personally I would never in a million years take an orgasm. It's not in my nature to make people feel good when I'm not feeling good. But um, I agree. I, uh, uh, but I think do you do you perform oral sex? I mean, I, I do it all. I'll do it all with her as long as she, as long as she's down. I'll go down, yeah. But they, so I think usually you can tell girls are usually going to orgasm. I think it's hard to orgasm a lot for girls. I I've always had trouble, so it's not like necessarily like a personal attack against you or anything. And all girls are very different, Uh-oh. and it's very Uh-oh. it's very different. It's very different <laughs> for girls than it is for guys. I think like because it's. Like, you know, for guys, you're you're sticking your wiener in something and you're rubbing it around. It could be a melon, honestly, and it would be fine. But, like, for a girl, like, like the temperature matters and, like, what she's thinking about and what happened that day and how you're making her feel and all that stuff. So it's not always just, like, the physical thing unless, I mean, there are those lucky girls that just multiple orgasms for no reason. But, and I'm um, one of those lucky girls. That is me. This is totally oh, you different. piece of shit. I'm a piece of shit. Piece of shit. I can have like I can have like 15 orgasms in a row. And here's I don't know if your girlfriend's faking, but is her vagina like? Can I? I'm taking I'm taking this from Annie for a second, and I'm gonna throw it right back to her. Uh, right, go for it. Okay. Oh wait, sh- well, hold up. She's not my girlfriend anymore. She's an ex. Oh, okay, so okay. I just didn't. We don't. It doesn't matter. This is for any girl whose vagina you're gonna get near. Okay, this, this is like a bigger issue. All right, you're like with this girl, you like her, so you don't have sex with somebody else until like you got this down or whatever. We're just gonna dissect your sexual experience with this one girl's vagina, okay? And, and then that'll, that'll that'll take care of every other possible vagina you meet. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to figure this out. So, was there – what are you doing? 
closing a door. Where are you? Are you are you in the tulip chamber that our first caller is calling about? Where are you? I hear noise. No, I just I just I just walked out of my door. I I was just in the bathroom, so now I'm out. Were you going to the bathroom on the phone with us? No, I I was just in there when you guys called. I mean, I didn't really expect Uh, you guys to call. Okay, whatever. Anyway. Jesus fucking Christ. Who do you think you are, Annie and her boyfriend? My God. Okay. Never do that again. Okay. I love it. Take when, a shit if you want. Take a shit. <laughs> when you, um, like, okay, did you go down on this girl? Yeah. Okay, well, you don't need to pause so long. I'm just asking. Okay, so, um. And Boy, you, like, when you were I already talking, told you. Okay. <laughs> um, wait, are He's you like, come on, right dumb bitches. I'm trying to. <laughs> Um, uh, did you, see, did you, you did go down on her and like, how did you go down for a while or did she go like, did she like bring you back up? Like was nothing happening? Was she making sounds? Did she like bring your head back up towards to to kiss again and make you stop? Okay. So this is, this is what happened. This is what we would usually do. We would, we would 69 and she would stop sucking to like make noises and breathe, I guess. 69 I hate 69 like, I hate Listen, it. Me too. I don't, I mean, actually, like, I'm, when I'm into somebody and, like, we're in, like, we've known each other for a while and, like, we're comfortable with that, like, I will do that. I will do a lot of stuff. I don't want to do anal sex, but I, I will 69, I will do whatever. But 69 is pretty intimate and isn't as exciting as, like, her just giving you a blowjob and you just going down on her because there's, like, a lot of work involved. You're trying to act like you're committed to it's it. It's hard and you're to like, get. I'm into this. It's, it's hard to and, balance. And it's, like, straight up ass on face. Like, that's pretty, pretty like, oh, like, I don't know. It's, like, it's a weird vibe. Here's what I would suggest. Go down on her. I'm I think start, I'm on a first date once, by the way. You did? It was the worst. <laughs> Annie, speak up. There was no <laughs> second date. There was no second date. There was no second date. Sober, by the way. Also completely sober. Completely sober. <laughs> Wait. Wait, talk closer to the phone because I can't hear you as well. This is good. This is good stuff. I Who, me? No, no Andy. No, you can hear you loud and clear. Oh, okay. I was just making sure. You go back. Alexa, you go back to talking to him. You heard my story. You heard enough of my story. I heard. I like this. I'm not into that. Um, fuck that dude for not Help knowing what he's doing. 69 what he, what he out. Um, Help so you're 69 69. <laughs> so, okay, so you're... So listen, you eighteen-year-old rascal. Okay, so you're sixty-nineing with this girl who's not getting any pleasure from your sex experience. Uh, what you need to do is, I, well, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but here's the thing. Um, I'm just gonna tell you some stuff to do, and then just write it down in your memory bank, and then try it later, and then call me back next week. Uh, Annie will be here again, so I'm gonna make her be here every Wednesday. Um, we need okay. Don't 69. You need to focus on her vagina. And if she gets self-conscious and is like, stop, or, ew, I'm gross, or get out of there, just keep going and surprise her with how masculine you are because 2015, all the dudes are morphing into women, which is kind of nice emotionally, but at the same time, uh, we want a man to fucking... good for sure pants. Exactly. <laughs> but beyond that. But beyond okay, that. Okay, so... I'm not done. I'm not done. All right. Okay, go ahead. My... Here's what we need you to do. <laughs> All right. Here's what we need you to do. I want you to pretend it's me. I'm just going to pretend it's you and me. 
I want you to bury your face in my, I'm, I don't want to say pussy, but I'm going to say it. You bury your her, your face into your into your girlfriend's, I mean, whatever, not your girlfriend's pussy, okay? Suck on her vagina. Okay. Do a bunch of, do a bunch of fun stuff. Don't even interrupt me by saying okay. Just listen. Um, You know, just spit on her, suck on her, lick her privates, figure it out, watch a video, look at a DVD. Watch finger while you do it. Finger while you do it. Yes. Yeah. Finger her while you do it, and then if she doesn't want you to, hopefully, 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 uh, she is able to communicate. Which is another thing, girls. If you're listening, it's okay to like subtly and sexually tell a guy like, or like push his hand away or put his hand where you want it. And it's also okay to like touch your clit while you're being fucked. Like, and it's also very sexy to be like, mm-hmm. to be like, um, wait. I hope you guys are both touching yourself while I'm talking about this. You are, right? <laughs> I'm a sausage. No, I'm not. Essentially. I'm massaging my broken foot that I kick. <laughs> um, so, like, girls, also, it's it's okay if, if the guy's having sex with you and it's not happening for you and you need to touch your clit while he's inside of you, but it's okay to be like, you know, here's, here's a move that I think is sexy. You try it if you want. It works for me. You put your finger in his in his mouth and hopefully he takes it nicely and he sucks in your finger and then you go... Wait, turn your fucking radio around. What is this? What are you doing? I just, I turned it on. So, no, it, it's the, it's the one that you guys are on. I, it was just delayed, and I was I was just listening to it. I had it pulled up beforehand. What you were saying was so hot that he needed to hear it double. Yeah, like I I, I needed to re I needed to replay what you were saying so I could get this information. You said write it down. So I was like recording it. I don't want to be having, I'm like having phone sex with myself in stereo on my own podcast. This is like my dream, actually. This is awesome. Thank you. That's cool. Um, do you want to hear this Terrible. or not, man? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be that guy that's on here and then you hang up because he was like boring. I actually, I actually am surprised that I'm actually on here. It's really cool. So. It is cool. Don't you want, I, why, you so, the first man so can, I would like to continue, but you're, it's interesting. I feel like you're, this is the first guy I've ever like had interrupt me, stop me in my tracks while I'm like, it's essentially having phone sex with you. Wait, oh, Annie, your sound is so distant. You sound so far away. Oh, I'm fine. My boyfriend is. We're gonna go to bed and then. Oh, Get him on the line. Put my him on speaker. Going to bed. Oh, my boyfriend's going to bed with his mom. In bed with his mom. Oh. Hey, you guys. Why? Okay, go and sleep with your mommy. <laughs> oh, um, I love you. Oh, jeez. Where do we go from here? Give me a look. Give me a look. Um, I, I mean, I had some questions, if it was okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, but I'm not done telling you fun stuff to do. I feel like you should suck on her boob, gently suck on her boob, touch every bit of her body. I don't feel like a men, men do this enough. Feel every bit of her with intensity, like you're in a, you're like in a, like a, you're in like a, a mid '90s like Italian film or something, and like she's Liv Tyler, and you want to find out all, all the parts of her body and, and like be into it. I'm just rambling now, but um, I don't know. And then her privates should be like lubricated with this interesting kind of like texture of you know liquid subtly pouring out of uh-huh. her private. You know what I mean? So like that would mean she's turned on, and uh, and then you know what? A lot of it is up to the girl to not stop fucking until. She has an orgasm, so it's like and a big part of it is like you know fifty percent is like we have people we aren't we aren't good communicators and, and again it goes it goes back to people pleasing where girls are the people pleasers sometimes that you just go oh like it's taking too long and I don't want to you know and be annoying or something do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, but you had questions. I'm sorry, have we lost Annie? Annie, the show's almost over. You're almost going to go to bed with your boyfriend. No, he's going to bed in the room with his mom. They took the living room. Unbelievable. I'm going to have to spoon my um, <laughs> So, I, I, I'm, I called, and I was... That was my first question, but if if I'm if I if I may, can I ask you guys like personal questions, or is that like not what we do yeah. on here? No, do anything goes go. Ask. All right. Um. So I'm not real familiar with. I'm I'm familiar with the girl who does the YouTube channel. Kind of. I found her YouTube channel like today. Subscribe to it and everything. But I'm not familiar with the girl from Girl Code. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. I like to hear that. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, no, no. It, it, it technically are from Girl Code, but one of us is on Girl Code. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the name. I might know the face, but, like, what girl are you? I'm sorry. I know this is so horrible. On Girl Code? I mean, this is the most humiliating question you could have asked. I'm sorry. I, I just reg- In season three, I'm the one. I have, like, I look a little bit. You probably don't know who the Hansons are. I look like the middle Hanson brother. Um, I look, I don't know. God, I gotta look up a picture of your face after this. Yeah, just um, just just Google image. Get Wait, are you guys gonna be back? When are you guys gonna be live again? Because this is this is so dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been great for me too. It's my ego is feeling really good. <laughs> no, nah, man, this this is the shit. This is the coolest thing. Like, okay, and um, the the girl who does YouTube. <laughs> Yeah. What was it like yeah. to meet Tyler the Creator? Oh my God! It was so. <laughs> what was he? What was it? Honestly, what was? What was he like? you Wait, Andy, what did you say? I said this is you found your match. He accepts you for who you are. He likes your Tyler the Creator video. It is. Why would not that? Sh- that was the shit. It broke up. If you were listening, it broke up our last relationship. It broke up my last one. Of, it broke up one of my. Oh yeah, I did. I listened to that. He sounds a little bit crazy. That guy, that guy yeah, you know, he was from Texas, and when we went and met, when I had when I met his parents, I had to sleep in a separate bedroom, and I am just that's not my life. That's oh, not my life. Come but on. His, was, 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 wasn't he just like? Was, what did he say? Like a normal girl wouldn't do that, or something like that. He said something like, any good man would not be okay with that. But let me ask the question, because we're nearing the end of the show, uh, kind of. So, Tyler, the creator, what a dream. What a dream boat. I mean, not really, but he's a, he's a hot, tall, African-American man that uh, is successful and sexy and kind of mean. So, of course, I was in love with him. He was, like, super cool. And actually, you know what? He was exhausting because he likes himself a lot, but it was cool to be around him. We did not have sex. Uh I don't know. He was fine. He had like an eight pack and he's eating pizza and ignoring me and I was the butt of the joke. <laughs> it was an experience. That was, it was just, yeah. But I did not have sex with him. Hello? What well, di- well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I was just, it was really, it's really cool to talk to somebody in person who's actually met somebody like that. And it's also very <laughs> cool to talk to the, it's also cool to talk to the unknown Woman from Girl Code who I don't know who she looks like, but <laughs> wait, 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 hold up, hold up. Is she is she, is she one of those girls who is she one of those girls that do like the um the the slide shows where it shows like the 
doppelganger girls out at the parties and stuff? Or is she actually... Are you one of the ones that talk? No, I'm on the fucking show. I'm not one of the, like, B-roll girls. I'm on season three. Those girls are... I'm all over that shit. They got me... The Asian B-roll girl. What? You like the Asian B-roll girl? Yeah, the Asian B-roll girl, she's got it going on. Okay, well, listen... The one who's, like, not in... That doesn't talk? Or Aquafina. Yeah, the, I don't know. I don't know the names. I know the redhead. She she's hot. Listen, listen. Okay. By the way, Annie, your sound is. You sound so far away right now. I feel like your mouth is so far away. I'm right here. I don't know what's wrong. I mean, listen. It's it's a low brow operation over here. But here's the thing. No, Johnny. Johnny sixty nine is so loud. That's why. You Johnny sixty nine. You're so loud. Here's the thing. How about take a break from sixty nines. Put your face in some girl's private. Uh, communicate. But, oh, you know what I really don't like? Here's what I don't want a guy to do. I, I heard this happen one time to me years ago. Uh, some guy was like, I, I think I want to have sex again. And, I, you know, I, I can have sex a lot. I'm like, sorry, I'm going to rub this in your face, Annie. But you, at least you're a cast member mm-hmm. girl code. I got cut. And I, I have multiple orgasms. You're on girl code, okay? It's like we're even. Leave it. So one time. Mm. Yeah, it's done a lot for me. Oh, God. yeah, obviously, they're not flashing. This motherfucker. Can I ask you a question? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> yeah, no, you're. You. Are, are you asking me who I am? No. No, I'm we, saying we... that's what you called in to ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm, I'm that guy was hilarious. I, I feel like that was, um. I weirdly feel like that was uh, Magic Johnson's son. <laughs> It was so that. hilarious. Yeah, it was DJ. <laughs> that was incredible. Here's the problem with girl code. They're not flashing your Twitter at info enough. Yeah. Maybe they will this next season. Maybe they will this next season. Um, all right. Oh god. Okay, we're gonna take here's another somebody called in. The show's gonna be over at eleven. You've got about that eight or eight to nine minutes. Left of the show. Here's another person gone wrong. My relationship's over. In. What'd you say? My relationship's over. <laughs> Your boyfriend's sleeping with his mom. He has to sleep in the room with his mom, the bed. Hello? Uh, did you, hi, um, did you go on to play Crazy Radio and think we wouldn't find you? Because we did. Who is this? Oh, they hung up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was worse than uh, Johnny69 being like, okay, I got a question. Who are you? I don't know who you are. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. And I love that he's like, will you be back next week? <laughs> like, and you should be. You should be here all the time. I need to get, like, a proper studio with, like, good sound quality so, like, banter can flow better and people can, like, hear yeah. the show better. Maybe it'll I happen. think it's cool that it's live, though. Why don't you try to go to a podcast? Um, podcast guy. That's. Uh, I'm trying to find the podcast. Podcast network. Well, it's funny. I'm, I try. I'm. I actually had a meeting about doing that last week, and and I'm supposed to like send them. Uh, this is very meta. Is this the definition of meta, where we're like talking about a podcast on a podcast? But anyway. I, I mean, but, that's so funny. I don't know. But like, so I had a meeting, and uh, they're like. You know, of course, my representation did not send them the link that I that I had sent to my representation to give <laughs> to the podcast people. Like, get to the meeting. 
and they're like, the, the people at Earwolf are like, do you have a podcast? And I'm like, oh, really? uh, nobody sent you the link, like, to, to of my podcast? Anyway, it's a blessing in disguise because these shows are fucking uh, completely discombobulated. Obviously, you're experiencing that. It's like they're all over the place, whatever. But um, So this tonight's show is my idea of, like, I'm going to do a structured show so I can send the link to a proper place. Oh, place. yeah. Not I'm not a structured. I'm not a structured person. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. Structure crumbles oh. under me. Oh, oh I mean, it truly so does. Your, I'm so glad you and your boyfriend are breaking up so we can hang out more and just be normal. So great. <laughs> um, listen. Oh God. Uh, I don't know what we do now. I think. Uh, I think. What do we learn tonight? I mean, we have other phone calls and we have their emails. Let me. Let me just check Twitter to see if anybody cares. Nobody cares. Um, it was fun. People, it was fun. Here's what we learned. Here's what I feel like we learned. Girls need to not be people pleasers and learn how to say no. And what else? Mm-hmm. What else, Annie? Um, that girls need to be better at faking orgasms or... Johnny69 is going to call back again. Um, <laughs> also, can I just have like a little side note about the faking orgasms? Don't do it because you're teaching guys, you're making guys confident where they're not doing well don't fake it because they're never going to fucking figure out how to do it anyway i think girls need to be more communicative and guys in bed it's like awkward to be like what do you want but you can do it in a sexy voice or something um that's what we learned uh also we learned that to not on a first date and uh what else what else don't take ottomans uh, don't kick Ottomans. It could be uh, hazardous to your health. Also, find the happy medium of being uh, charming and a bitchy cunt or whatever. I don't use like I, I yeah. use word. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. So if if you feel I like you're getting uh, if you feel like you're getting weird vibes from a dude and he's being kind of like misogynist or coming on too strong or, or you're just like you feel like you're being uh, you know some guy's coming on to you real strong and you feel uncomfortable, you don't have to be like leave me alone, leave me alone. I have a boyfriend. But you also don't have to be like, okay, um, what, what, yeah. uh, what do you want to do? You don't like, have to marry him. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. What did you say? You don't have to marry him. You don't have to be like, I don't know how to say no. I'm just gonna marry this man. I'm just gonna fucking marry him and let him do whatever he wants to me. You just find that you just you just go. You you can you can still remain a, a calm, cool, collected person who's kind and upbeat and charming and fun, but but uh, you know, half boundaries. So that would just be like, oh no, I don't have the key to that, or I'm not sure where the tulips are. I'm waiting for somebody to come back. Or, uh, or I don't know. I don't know what my point is here. Listen, we're, this, is, this is falling to shit immediately. We're wrapping <laughs> up the show. Do you regret doing the show? No. I had a great time. Um, I did. I had a great time. I was, I was humiliated. Um, <laughs> no. I have. I listen. I think we really connected with that first caller, and I think that second caller really brought me back down. It was like <laughs> I was like, you know what? I think we're really making a difference. And that other guy was like. You're nothing, bitch. Um, and so it was good. It was good. I learned a lot. <laughs> you know, I'm back got, just like normal, general no, malaise. We got here. It's, a, it's a level playing field now, which is exactly where I wanted to get you. This is perfect. <laughs> Your head was getting really big. You're like, you got cut from the road in the evening. And I'm like, fuck you. This is not, I'm, I'll show you. <laughs> so calm. That's not really <laughs> Um, Listen, everybody, you can catch. <laughs> um. You should all follow uh, Annie Letterman on Instagram, on Twitter, 
uh, her handle is at Annie Letterman with a D, not a T. Um, when does the series, when does that girl code start again? I have no clue, but there is another season, and I'm coming another back. Season. So get another ready season to not know who I am for one more season. Listen, if, if you didn't know, if you, if you still don't know who Annie, Letter, uh, who Annie Letterman is, fear not. You will learn who she is because she's coming back in another season of Girl Code, which I am not on for sure. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's going to be great. And uh, I, I got to let Annie go because she's got a threesome to join with her uh, her boyfriend or future mother-in-law. But uh, yeah, follow her and listen. I'll guys, never get married. I'll never get She'll, married. You're never going to get married or have a kid. I'm not interested. Not interested. No. Listen, that's a hard like, like level of success for a kid. Will you come back to the show to expand on that at some point? I sure will. And also, I just want to say that I did run into your manager at, no, no, your agent at a party. And don't worry, I told her everything I want for your career. I was like really adamant. I mean, I already told you this, but I just have to tell everybody. But I run into uh-huh. Annie's agent at a party. I'm a little bit tipsy, not blackout tipsy, because I don't do that anymore. And, uh, and really, I just told her how I truly feel. Annie, you, you guys, okay, Annie, just bear with me. I know you're getting sleepy, you're injured, your boyfriend's mm-hmm. cheating on you with his mom, whatever. Here's the thing. <laughs> I just want to say to everybody right now, you are listening to, have you seen the movie Pump Up the Volume with, uh, you know, that guy, Christian Slater? Oh, yeah. So you're listening to, like, you know, a futuristic type of pump up the volume. Not as special, but this is what it is. It's called Boy Crazy Radio. And it's kind of street. It's raw. It's all over the place. It's discombobulated. That's mm-hmm. part of the charm. But I want to let you know, uh, you are so lucky because Annie Letterman is going to fucking blow up so huge. And you guys are going <laughs> to kick an ottoman for not calling into the show tonight. I mean, we did have a lot of calls that you and I... You and I were talking so much, and Annie, you don't even have to, don't even chime in. This is about you. I'm, I'm, this is like a roast of only good things for you right now, from my mouth to you and to the audience. But like, what uh, if I hung up right now? (laughs) No, don't do it. Right as you're about to compliment, like, quick. Don't, don't do it. We also learned it's important to accept a compliment, and it's hard to do, but you got to learn. Um, no, you guys, you guys are going to, who are so lucky to be hearing. Annie's talking right now and, and having this experience. And the phone line did light up. Like, it, people were calling in, but you and I were talking so much because I thought it was so important that we have a conversation. It's just two girls talking about real things and things that, you know, girls deal with and, and your life story. And, you know, it was still not as deep as I wanted to get. The point is, she is fucking hilarious. She is going to blow up, and you will see it, and you'll be, you'll be so bummed you didn't get to connect with her when you had the chance. Uh, here's what I want for you. You need to start doing roasts, and this will happen. You're going to get on Howard mm-hmm. Stern. You're going to get some kind of development deal, a TV show. You've heard of Whitney Cummings. Who cares? You've heard of uh, Amy Schumer. Whatever. The next phase of the future of comedy and the, the new girl to aspire to be and to want to be friends with is Annie Letterman. All right? Right now she's on some so called girl code. Who cares? Who cares? But it's exciting. It's great. Whatever. We love it. But there's going to be more. And you're going to look back. I had Thomas Middleditch, the star of Silicon Valley, on the show, and I said to you guys then, girl, he's going to be nominated for an Emmy. You're going to, you blew it. You don't know how special. That's what we're experiencing right now with Annie Letterman. But I've said enough. I've said too much. We've said it all. Uh, Annie, any more thoughts and feelings uh, before you sit on the little people and hang out? I just, I just had, a great, I had a great time. I look forward to uh, hanging out with you in person. Not you guys. Well, just Alexi. Exactly. That's how I feel. Time. That's exactly how I feel. 
Oh my, you're what? Johnny69 failed me, but the rest of you have been great. <laughs> All two of them. All two <laughs> callers. Um, okay, anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning into Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by boycrazy.com. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Alexi Walker. And uh, you know what? I don't care what everyone else says about you. I and Annie Letterman love you. Big news. 
The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store or Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line $36 activation fee. Credit valid for in Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer end 1716-7218. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration.